Hello, and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts, Dawn and Ashley. Uh, today, we will be discussing and rating Fable by Adrian Young. I'm waiting for Ashley to call in. We are doing this live. Here she is. And any second, I will get her in here. Good afternoon. Hello. How's your Friday? Good. Good. Did you get outside? Because yeah. it's gorgeous, man. No, I have not. I probably will not get outside today. <laughs> um, maybe tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be like 73, which is like huge in our area. <laughs> yeah. Always in the cold. Cold, 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 cold. I'm not. I'm not okay with that. Yeah. We're in Chi- we're in Chicago, so <laughs> one day it'll be 80 degrees and the next day it'll be snowing, literally. Uh-huh. And I'm not exaggerating. So. Yep, all, all the time. So we're kind of yeah. over it because it did snow last yeah. week, which is awful. Yep. <laughs> As- <laughs> Ashley and I are actually close to the Wisconsin border. So we're like maybe five minutes from the Wisconsin border. So we get like cold Wisconsin air too. Mm-hmm. Just think yep. you were wondering. Uh huh. And the lakefront, you know, because we're that fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be fancy. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about how beautiful this cover is of the book that we're going to talk about? Yeah, I really like the cover. Some people don't like people on their covers. Um, I do, actually, because, and I do because. I like to know what the character looks like. And so when I'm envisioning the book as I'm reading, I can see what they look like. And sometimes, and I did this with this book too, is a new thing that, well, it's not a new thing, but some authors will actually have a Pinterest page and they'll have like inspo for their books and they will like inspo characters. So if this is a little trick that I do, if you really want to know what a character looks like, look up to see if the author has a a Pinterest page. And sometimes they will like show what the characters, what they were inspired by. And so I did that for Adrian Young and I got an Mm -hmm. idea of what Wes to look like and what her father looked like. So that really was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to need to do that because if you zoom into um, so like on Goodreads, they'll have like the picture of, of the cover. If you zoom into it, you can see the ship in her eye. It is yeah, I caught so that. cool. It is yeah. so cool. My husband was like, what are you reading? That looks super exciting. <laughs> He's like, she's so pretty. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Like her, her lip color. I was like, oh, I like what lip color. What, what I know. is that? <laughs> Oh, I do too. I was like, can I get that? You know, does Revlon carry that? <laughs> I kind of have something close to that. It's a MAC color. Oh, MAC got yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they got good stuff. They do. They do. So yeah. today, you're talking about Fable. I'm so excited to talk about this. What were yeah. your first initial reactions when you received the book? Or since you read that Edelweiss, but um, what were your first well, I had. Do you mean to like before I read like the plot synopses and everything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like your first initial like uh, thought about the book when you received the book. Um. So I got a box of books from Macmillan. 
I think this is. And um, they sent out emails. I'm a librarian and I used to get books at the library, but because of COVID, um, the publishers were like, oh, we don't want to stop sending you guys books. So they asked for my home address and I was actually shocked that they found my house and like sent it to my house. <laughs> so <laughs> so I um, I love the cover. Like I said, I'm a sucker for, I I, I didn't used to be um, a cover person. I'm, I, I really am not a, co- a person who reads by the cover, but this was attractive. It was a really pretty cover. Um, I, I like Adrian Young's writing, so I wasn't worried at all. I, I knew I was going to get a good story, if anything. So sometimes you get a, a fantasy book and you're like, oh, fantasy's a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? But you know, I know what I'm going to get when I read an Adrian Young book. So I was pretty excited. I was glad that I gave Ashley the choice of which books to read next. And I was really glad that you chose this one. <laughs> You're breaking up. You're 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 breaking up. No, I cannot hear you at all. Okay, hold on. Let's readjust here. Oh no. Okay. All right, that's better. Can you can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, it's a little gravelly. But yeah, I can hear. You. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think this might need to be, I don't know what's going on, but there's like a weird connection. (laughs) Sorry guys. We're having some technical difficulties. Okay. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I am a sucker for covers that are pretty. And it's something that I put on to. So like when I got this, I was like, oh, beautiful. Yep. And I'm so in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm actually really excited. But I did see that her, um, this reminded me of, oh, I forget the title. But there was like another like series that had very similar um, like script writing. <laughs> on it and I can't remember what it was called, uh, but it was like some sort of siren thing. Okay, no, yeah. I don't know. read too many siren books. Yeah, I forget which one it was called, but anyway. So do you want, do you want me to read it or do you want to read the synopsis? Um, you can read it, but before you read it, um, this is published on September 1st. So we were reading this several months in advance and I was able to get this on Edelweiss. So if you have access to Edelweiss and you want to read it after we talk about it, then you can download it on Edelweiss. All right, you can go ahead. All right. One second here. As I pull it up. Okay. Um. As the daughter of the most beautiful or powerful trader in the Narrows, the sea is only home 17-year-old Babel has ever known. It has been four years since the night she watched her mother drown during an unforgiving storm. The next day, her father abandons her on a legendary island filled with thieves and little food. To survive, she must keep herself Keep to herself, learn to trust no one, and rely on unique skills her mother taught her. 
The only thing that keeps her going is the goal of getting off the island, finding her father, demanding her rightful place beside him and his crew. To do so, Fable enlists the help of a young trader named West to get her off the island and across the narrows to her father. But her father's rivalries and dangers of his trading enterprise have only multiplied since she last saw him, and Fable soon finds that West isn't who he seems. Together, they will have to survive more than treacherous storms and haunt the Narrows if they're going to stay alive. All right. So we normally start with a rating, and then we go into our dislikes, and we like to end on a, hot, a positive note. And do our likes and then we will go into the spoiler edition which i will give a countdown so that you can stop listening at that time so what did you rate it okay i gave this book a five okay. <laughs> um <laughs> but i but i say a five like i want to say that not like a firm firm five like it's probably more like a 4.5 to five for okay me. okay what did you rate it I gave this a reluctant four, so probably a 3.9. Um, but on, on Goodreads, I gave it a four. I didn't put like 3.9 or anything in my description up if I did give one. But yeah, so I will say a four. I liked it okay. way more than I disliked it. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Super exciting. Well, so I didn't have a lot of things. Actually, I didn't have anything that I didn't like. So, <laughs> oh, what is okay. your? Yeah, I like sat down to do my list, and I was like, um, I don't have anything negative to say. Well, if you're giving it a four point five to a five, I guess not. Right? I really don't have anything. I'm not even bad to say. All right. Well, I'll go because I have a couple. <laughs> I only really have two ish, two and a half. Okay, so the biggest problem I had, and this is why I'm giving it a reluctant for, um, is I didn't, I felt that the politics in this book were was info dumped, and okay. I didn't feel like Adrian weaved in the politics into the story well enough. It kind of felt disconnected, and I honestly. I, I do plan on reading book two, but I'm not going to remember any of the politics in this book. And it's clearly important because she keeps bringing it up, but because she doesn't really develop it, it kind of felt like an afterthought. So I honestly do not know the, I, I know there's a character named Holland. I know there's like some other, there's like Bastin, which is where her mom is from. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember any of the politics about it because it was all info dumps. Mm -hmm. And that was my biggest problem with the book. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think also because, you know, yeah, the arc too, like there's no map. So that's something that um, for me <laughs> that kind of yeah. helps with the world building and to being able to like follow that. So I think I, I can just see what, what you're saying though. Um, but I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it was info dump because I did follow it quite a bit. So that was just for me personally. But I'd be curious okay. to, you know, have your ideas on, on book two for it. Yeah. Um, my other second problem was, and I hate when books do this, is when they have like several major questions up in the air, but they don't get answered. And I felt like, like I think she may have answered. Okay. So when I was reading the book and sometimes I will update as I read, I do like live Goodread updates as I'm reading on Goodreads. Mm -hmm. And if you want to follow me, it's uh, bang, bang, 
books, I think I am. I never know am I fun. Bang Bang Books or Bang Bang Book Blog. Anyway, um, it's Bang Bang Books if you want to follow me on Goodreads. But I, um, so at about 90% of the book, I was like, okay. And I do this with almost every book I read. If these certain questions are not answered, it's going to affect the rating of the book. And I I had, I needed three things answered. One, why did her father leave her on the island? Two, what really happened to her mom? And three, what's with this whole sea demon thing? And I kind of felt like the father, why he left her was answered. I'll talk about that in the spoiler edition because it might be a spoiler. I think that may have been answered. I still don't know what happened to her mother, which I think is a huge, huge question raised. And I hate it when authors do not answer the major question in the first book and leave it as a huge cliffhanger. I don't like that. And the whole sea demon thing, I don't know if that's gonna come back or not. I'm not quite sure. She dropped it in a couple times, which made me think that is important. But so that also affected my rating. It would have probably been like a, a solid four if those, at least two of those had been answered and they weren't. So mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and I see like, like for me, I think I was satisfied enough with the information that they were given that we were given as readers um with her mom i was like okay well like obviously she's not going to tell us the whole entire thing because it's going to be part of the next part of the story because there's something that happens at the end of the book that you're like wait a minute i thought the next person no longer existed what what's happening so i think that it's going to tie into that so for me like i was i was okay with that question not being totally answered 100 percent I feel uh -huh. like though they could have like said, okay, this is what actually happened to your mom. And then the cliffhanger is why? Because mm -hmm. I, 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 under, I, I get that the cliffhanger at the end, I was like, oh, okay. That was a really good cliffhanger. Um, but I still did. I still need to know what actually happened to the mom. And then the second book could have gone into what, what happened? How did that happen? And how did it affect everybody, including the dad and all that? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, I, I think it's going to be answered in book two. So that's like for oh, me, yeah. I wasn't too, I, I wasn't too worried about it um, because I was satisfied with enough of the suspense that I had. And maybe I was just like, mm, it's okay. Like, like to me, I don't think that that was a huge like question that I was like, oh, I need to have this answered, you know? So, but I find mm -hmm. that that interesting that that was like your, your three questions when I saw your update on Goodreads. And I was like, I wonder what her questions are. <laughs> you know? That was it. <laughs> okay. Were there My only your, your other, own? I only have one more and it's kind of like a half. Um, I had some issues with the romance, but I also like the romance and I'll get into that in the, mm -hmm. the like, I just think that the, the final culmination was a little bit underwhelming, just a little bit, but that's all I'll say. We could talk about that in the spoiler edition, yeah. but that's all I just like. Okay. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah. I think for things that I liked, um, I really enjoyed um, the seafaring adventure style of this book because it's just, it's not something that you read every day. It's kind of like the same um, excitement that I get when I am like wanting to read like a new paranormal like romance type of novel um, but it's like you don't have a lot of like pirate books that are well written do you know what I mean and it's like yeah her um, fable as a character and the fact that she is you know stranded on this island but her father has abandoned her 
and just let, like he literally dumps her off in the middle of the night and it's like, see you later. Bye. If you can make it off the island, you can come back to me, you know? And it's like this, this whole struggle between like her, you know, learning how to survive, learning the nicks and tricks of the trade. I mean, she's literally trying to survive in what's a man's world as a, as a woman. And she's being like disrespected, like just like she's not even there. Um, Cause there's like a couple of points where they talk about um, her traveling on different like charter boats is like the best way that I can describe that without giving too much away. But like when they go to like do trades and stuff like that, they all hop on like this, um, a boat that they pay for passage. And there's a bunch of other, you know, diamond hunters that are like trying to make their living. Right. And so she's literally like put on the back of the boat and they're like, here, you need to help tow us in here. <laughs> like what she just paid for passage on this boat. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed the seafaring life. And I really enjoyed the fact that like it is a very much so a book where she is learning to be her own woman in a world where men rule everything where she like yeah. has nothing, you know? So I, I really mm-hmm. did like that about the book. What's the um, you liked? Um, well, just to kind of talk about, just kind of elaborate on what you said mm-hmm. and in our former the previous podcast I was like I had already started reading and I was like oh all the ship talk um (laughs) and (laughs) so I actually like pirate books but I don't like the action associated so I don't like a plot driven story I like more character driven because I have problems picturing all of the action on the page so when a book has a lot of battles or fights or whatever i i have a hard time picturing it so i tend to not like it and when you get a pirate book you're gonna get you're gonna get battles and fights and that's gonna happen it's it's part of the whole experience of it and so it's kind of a double-edged sword i like pirate books but at the same time i don't really want to read about the pirate battles um, I don't think there were too many in this book. I also don't know anything about sailing. So when she's talking about, you know, the parts of the ship and the 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 sails and like, I'm like, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I'm not interested in it. It didn't make the book any worse or anything. I thought Adrian Young did it well. Um, but just to kind of piggyback on your thing. But one thing I liked is I liked all of the characters. Um, I hate it when authors put rando characters in books and they don't contribute to the plot. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, but I felt like everybody contributed to the plot of this book. Everybody. And even if it was just like their backstory and we didn't get the backstory of all of them, like Paj and Aster and Hamish, I think theirs is going to come in the next book, which is fine. Um, but you know, and it was like revealed slowly. It wasn't one big, well, this is my story and I'm going to tell you my whole story and our first meet. Like it wasn't that it was like revealed slowly throughout the book, which I liked. Um, yeah, including, um, uh, what's her name? Fable. Oh my God, it's the title character, <laughs> including Fable. One thing, I, <laughs> what I really liked about her and we can kind of go into her cause I'm pretty sure she's one of your likes is, um, one thing that YA books do that I hate is that they'll have this smart mouth girl and she's just like, I'm smarter than everybody and I'm going to tell everybody what to do and I'm new on this ship and there's five of you and one of me and I'm going to tell you, no, I'm not doing that. But she didn't do any of that. Like They were like, look, you need to pick up that broom and sweep that stuff and I'm not going to feed you. And she's like, okay, look, you need to get in that corner and shut up. Okay. She she did make some mistakes that cost them dearly, but it it 
it was really stuff that she was really ignorant about. Like she really didn't understand what she was doing. She wasn't like, I mean, yeah, she did leave the boat when she was told not to, but she had to, she had to, you know, she didn't have a choice. It was not a selfish reason or because she was nosy. She had to survive. This is how she had to do it. So I liked that she kept her mouth shut. She listened, she spoke, and I'm not saying it in a, like an anti-feminist way. It's more of a realistic, I knew here, I don't know these people. They're going to throw me overboard if I don't keep my mouth shut. And she did it. So I, mm. I liked her a lot. Well, I maybe like, not a lot, but I liked her. <laughs> I like the fact that like she, like you said, I mean, she, she had a good head on her shoulder. She wasn't this like overly dumb female character or she wasn't overly confident. Like I like someone who's in the middle that actually has like a sense of morals like on their shoulders. And for her, her whole life's, goal for the past four years was to get back to her dad that was her one goal so however she had to survive to do that if she had to play nasty she played nasty because that's what she was told to do and how she was brought up I mean she was brought up on a pirate ship so like her dad always had these rules you know basically like you're not supposed to share like who means a lot to you because they can use it against you like she was very well um well thought like she, she actually did think about it but at the same time she didn't make stupid mistakes because she's been living by herself for four years okay so like she's yeah. just surviving off of the knowledge that she knows to be true and off of what everyone else is doing so maybe sometimes it doesn't seem like a good idea but to her her one main mission was to get back to her dad's ship right like that was her main goal and i actually feel like um you know adrian she she wrote these characters in such a good way that i I didn't feel like there was unnecessary characters. I didn't feel like either or, or any of the characters didn't give you enough information about themselves for you to like see what their uh, personality is and a little bit of their backstory because I feel like she actually did give you little snippets of Hajj and um, you know Hamish and the other one too because it's like you knew just enough about them that you were okay with it. And yeah. even like the little... You know the person who uh like helps them with their ship or, or whatever like helps them fix their their ship you got like a little bit of backstory and you're like i'm satisfied with that i'm okay with that you know mm -hmm. and even with with her dad even with um the oh what is his name they're the villain what is his name oh my god zola zola thank you zola like you got enough of his background too but the one person that we didn't get a whole lot of background on is is her mom and i think it's for obvious reasons um because she's using it for the next book but um mm -hmm. i did really enjoy the fact that um willa willa and wes relationship um is like, like i did not see that coming and so i really feel like uh, those two characters, along with Fable, um, had some growth in the book from who the, who they were when we first met them. Yeah. So, you know, for me, characters experiencing growth, that's positive. <laughs> They're actually yeah. developing into um, who they should be. Um, I agree. And I think that with, and this is me just trying to be as vague as possible, but like the fact with the the whole pirate setting, right? Like for me, like I've been on ships before, like I understand like 
some of the the language that is being used. And I really felt like for me personally that Adrian used such good imagery in her writing that I could like feel the wind against my skin, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. she was very, very vivid in how she was describing what life was like at sea, that you almost felt like you were on the ship with them. Um, and when they talk about like the birds coming and surrounding the ship and how they're like the birds that it's like rumored that those are like departed pirate souls that come back. <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. like, <laughs> I can just feel a whole swarm of like seagulls like around the ship right now. I don't know. I just, I, I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. So. Um, another thing I liked was I, I, I didn't hate the pacing. I, you know, this is a short book. It's under 400 pages. The final adventure was really quick, mm -hmm. but that could easily mean that the book is not about that. And so I think sometimes people get, they, they don't like pacing because they're like, well, how come we took all this time on the ship and then the final climax was only a chapter? Well, it might be because it's really not about that. It's about the relationship and mm -hmm. I, didn't, I did not hate the pacing. I was never bored. I read the book. I didn't listen to it. Um, and usually I can listen to a book really a lot faster than I can read it. But I, I finished it in a couple of, in a couple of days. It was a, a good read. I, I mm -hmm. didn't get bored at all. I didn't find myself skipping at all, which is a, a test for me. If I'm skipping mm -hmm. around, that means I hate it. And I really wasn't skipping. So yeah, I like the pacing. Yeah, no, I did too. I was, um, so after I read, I always do like a check on other people's comments on Goodreads just to see what other people have said about it. Um, mm -hmm. So that way, you know, you and I aren't spoiling it before we actually talk about it. <laughs> and one person had wrote, which I just found interesting. They're like, my only, you know, gripe is that the book was too short. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I disagree because I feel like the book was written to the length that it should be written and we're not like okay this is another 450 page book like okay if you, like she found a good stopping point and then she just stuck with it versus um adding unnecessary battles for example and prolonging like the ship races and and whatever like i felt like that's not what her story is is about like the whole fighting scene and like you said it's about the relationship so she stuck with that which i appreciated yeah. Usually like um I I don't know why I have these little stupid tests that I do, but another thing that I do <laughs> is when a fantasy book is under 400 pages, especially a book 1, it's usually a red flag because it usually means that the world is info dumped. Um especially when it's first person POV, which this one is. But I think when an author has figured out how to build her world and develop relationships and have action in a sh in in shorter pages i think that they've done us a service because mm -hmm. there was no extra bullshit here everything yeah. on the page was important even the birds the birds were not just some random bird like everything was important to the plot and so mm -hmm. she was able to get her story in in under 400 pages without leaving too much out like i did complain that you know i felt like she didn't answer the questions um, but it wasn't like the book needed to be longer for her to do that. She made a choice to not mm -hmm. add, to keep that in her book. And, you know, that's her choice. So I disagree too. I think that the book was just fine at the length oh, that yeah. it was. Yeah. No. And I think that that, cause like 
when you get books like that, I'm, I'm thinking the same way. I'm like, oh, so are we not going to get a lot of information on the world and a lot of backstory? Are we just being thrown into a story? Like, you know, trying to weigh out, like, why is this book so small? You know, based on the, the genre of book that we're reading. Um, but I think that, you know, Adrienne Young, she, she just kept to what she chose to do and she made those decisions and she stuck to it. So... I would have to disagree with that person saying that it was too short. I think it was perfect, to be honest. Because yeah. I think because I think any other information, it would it wouldn't have been as good as it was. Like I was satisfied. That's why I gave it the rating that I did. Is because I was I was like, all right, I'm okay with that. I yeah. like what just happened. I didn't feel like I wasted my time getting to know characters that I didn't like. You know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. um, unlike the Tracy Wolf book that we just you know reviewed the book oh, before. Yeah. You know, it was just, long. yeah, that was unnecessary. The amount of battles were unnecessary. The strife was unnecessary. This was just, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, thank God. Someone who knows how to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I wanted to comment on before we get into um, the Well, I have spoiler. a couple things. Janice, yeah, okay. I have more. I, and you can- I, think, I think I got them all, but. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> well, um, if you are like not new to the pod, I do. I'm I'm quite critical with books. I hate books more than I like them. Um, and I'm really specific about the books I like. I like a critical book. I don't consider this to be critical. I do consider this to be fluffy. But when I read a fluffy book, I it still needs to have some discussion elements and talking points. And so, what I think what makes this book why I liked this book a lot more than like Crave or there have been some other horrible fantasies. What was it? The Bone Criers Moon. Like there have been some pretty <laughs> shitty fantasies that we've been reading. But one, one of the reasons why I liked this so much is that Adrienne Young actually tried to do something here. Like she has multiple themes in this book. It's not just about the romance. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes YA authors tend to like think teens only have the attention span for a romance and like the other subplot is kind of like buried under the romance but she didn't do that like she's got a lot of themes here Uh, you mentioned this the rule of um what is it never reveal what matters to you most i think that was probably the biggest theme in the book and then there's um seeking approval from a parental figure and it wasn't just fable it was other characters that were doing the same thing um, a found family, a place of belonging. I thought that was done really well when she's like, you know, I I, I want to be a part of your crew because I have nobody else. So I thought that was really, that was a really good theme. Trust and loyalty, and that's going to be tested. I feel like that's really going to be tested in the next book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I felt like she she tried to do something with the themes, the um, and also the, the characters' names had meaning, which I really appreciated. I actually looked up what, meanings and symbols, symbolism of some of the names were. So her father's name is Saint. And is he a saint? I mean, that's a source of discussion. I feel like if you can discuss a book, like little stuff like a person's name or symbols in a book, that makes for a critical read. It it mm-hmm. it kind of sets apart from being okay to an actual good book. And that's why I like this book. And so even West has meaning, the name West. Fable Fable is a choice. Um, and we can talk about that. Like, why do you think, like, we all know what the word fable means. So mm-hmm. why do you think she chose to name the main character Fable? 
and it doesn't really come up in the narrative. Like she leaves it up to you to kind of figure out why her name is Fable, which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, like even like Willa's name, like Willa's name, name means resolute protection. Okay. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So like the name Willa, if you look at like, like what that name actually means, you know, it's like there, there were, there was a purpose for how she named her characters what their storyline was, you know, how she connected them. Um, but you're right. I mean, this book is definitely a book that you could discuss. I mean, this would be a great book for you to discuss with your teens whenever you guys do get back to having normal book club times. <laughs> um, because it does bring a lot of discussion. It's not just like, oh, okay, their name is John. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the fable name, like fable just means a story that has a moral to it. So I'm like, okay, well, what's the moral of this? Like, usually it's like a bad moral. It's like, if you put your hand in the cookie jar, it's going to get stuck. Like it's that type of moral. So it's like, if falling, it's like falling in love with her or being with her is a bad omen almost because they keep saying, they keep telling her she's cursed. She's cursed. Mm -hmm. You got to bring down her chip. And it's like, huh, is is she cursed? Is that something to do with the sea demon? She only mentioned the sea demons a couple times. I, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I, I like that she purposely gave her a name and like connected it to the actual plot of the story. So mm -hmm. I did oh, like 100%. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the beginning. I won't right before she got to the ship, I won't we won't we'll talk about that in the spoiler edition, but I was like, oh, oh, okay, here we go. And we're mm -hmm. off. Let's, let's yeah. do this. <laughs> I'm so grateful for that. I really am. Yeah. Oh, I was like, how long are we going to be with this girl on this deserted island? And uh -huh. we weren't with her that long. And I was all right with that. I think it was like 30, 40 pages before you finally yeah. moved off. And I was like, oh, but it, it just, it, it progressed so well. Like, I'm definitely one of those people that like, I like to be thrown into a story. Just throw me in right away. And mm -hmm. we'll hope for the best. I would much prefer that versus, you know, you setting up the scene and the storyline and all this other stuff. Like, just throw me in. <laughs> Agreed. One other thing I liked is I really did like the slow burn romance. Um, oh, once again, so YA books, they want to do all the heavy breathing across the room. And, oh, his arms glistened in the sun. And, oh, oh, I'm clutching my pearls because he's just so handsome. Like, there was none of that BS at all. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated it a lot. So mm -hmm. I like the slow burn. I think that um, Adrienne Young does a slow burn quite well. Um, she also does a hate to love romance. She did this in the sky in the deep and I thought it was really effective in the sky in the deep. So, you know, she does it well. She knows what she's good at. Cool. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I mean, it works for her. She writes it well. So <laughs> yeah. Those are all my likes. So yeah, that's awesome. I, th I think that that's all I had on there too. I think you covered the rest of them. All right, well, we are going to start the spoiler edition of Fable by Adrienne Young in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, time to spoil. About, <laughs> do you want to talk about the first part of the book that you were just talking about? How you liked that setup? Yeah, I was kind of confused in the beginning, to be honest, because she does 
like throw you into the deep end literally in this book literally and yeah, and she's <laughs> yeah. i'm like is that word a real word what was she called a dregger a love is that so yeah i didn't bother I, to look that word up so i don't know yeah why. no so like i mean it's just someone who like they're like a gatherer you know like they're looking for a lost stolen treasure um trying to or try, trying to sell it trying to make better living for themselves <laughs> okay okay so yeah i was kind of confused in the beginning and she had to like hide her like stuff so that she could like get to passage and i was confused because like the, this character is just like she's on this boat with this guy i can't remember his name and i could probably look it up but i was really confused at first but then i was like okay i think i got it um but he just like attacks her like her stuff has been ransacked and he just like attacks her and i was just uh -huh. like whoa oh yeah. my god i wasn't expecting that at all and her running to the boat and like begging to be put on that ship I'm like oh god please let her on the ship please. Like, <laughs> i mean you know she's gonna get on the ship otherwise there's no book here but it was just yeah. like the way it was written it was just like so desperate and you could actually feel the desperation of the guy who attacked her i don't remember his name once again um I forget because he was Koi? in the beginning of the book. Koi. His name is Koi. Oh, is it Koi? Is it Koi? Yeah. Yeah. Koi. So, yeah, he just, like, he's desperate, too, because he's got to feed a family. Like, and but it doesn't make it okay for him to, like, attack her and try and steal her stuff. But, you know, it makes the reader, like, like think about the other guy and their motive, which, once again, that's good writing. So, yeah, I was, I was shocked that we were, like, jumping off like that. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and it's just just the whole idea of it, like you know, when she's having to get on on the boats and she's having to sell what she's finding, and like how she has to like hold her coin purse like literally inside of her clothes to make sure that no one can hear it jingling or anything like that. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I I I felt sorry for her. I was like super sympathetic towards her. <laughs> And then when she's getting attacked, I'm just like, oh, dear Lord, please let her get out. And you know she's going to get out because she's the main character. But at the same time, it's like, I just yeah. felt like it was so realistic. Like, I'm just watching her get beaten to a pulp and her having to decide whether she's going to kill someone or not. I thought that that was really good because she mm -hmm. literally made that choice on, like, I could kill him, but what would that make me? You know, that would make me just as low and monstrous as the rest of these people on this island who are killing to survive. And there's, there's a lot of killing. I felt like I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean. And they're just like, off with your head. I don't care. Just kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but then I just, I felt um, just like her, her desperation wanting to get off of this island and like to find her dad, you know, and the, the scar that's on her arm. And it's like, why does she have to keep covering up the scar? Like, I, I wanted to actually, like, see what it looks like. I was really hoping I could get a picture of it, but I guess that wasn't a thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> and the fact that everything had a meaning, you know, like, her scar had a meaning in, in the book. And it was actually, you know, a hidden treasure map to her own money. <laughs> that's waiting for her, her own inheritance. Um... And I just, I want to know, what were your thoughts when you found out that, um, I, I guess when that question was answered, 
but that might be towards the end of our discussion, but um, with, with her dad and like why her dad had done what, what he did. So the night that the lark like sank. Yeah, so this, this is one of the questions. I wasn't sure if I missed it or not, mm-hmm. the answer. So the only thing I can surmise is that he, he broke his own rule, which is never reveal what matters to you. And I think he was in love with Isolt, the mom, and that was his demise. And I'm thinking he put her on that island because he's like, I don't want you to die too. So I'm going to put you on the island. I'm going to put a map on your arm. And if you can prove that you can survive, and I know you proved it when you find me, I will tell you what that scar means. You can have that money and you can live a life however you choose away from me because I don't want to lose another loved one. I mm-hmm. think that is why he left her there. It wasn't explicitly said. So that's either two things. That's either genius because she's like, I'm not going to tell you everything reader. You got to figure some stuff out on your own. I love that. Or B there is more to it. And the question wasn't answered. So that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and also I think because, I mean, she has this meetup with her dad multiple times, right? You know, so she has the meetup where she's like, you know, I made it. And he just kind of brushes her off like, okay, good job. You know, here's your inheritance. It's right there on your arm the whole entire time. Then she has the meetup when she has to ask him for money, right? And then she has the meetup when she's actually leaving. And it's like in those three meetups with Saint himself, I really feel like, um that hidden piece of him that he wasn't supposed to show love or to let anyone see was that that was that last little piece that my heart needed because it's like like you said he broke his own rule he did fall in love with someone and guess what that someone got hurt and so now his own child is in danger because he's one of the biggest uh pirate lords that's roaming around here. And what do pirates do? They kill everyone that you loved and anything that that you love. It's just what they do. Um, And so I think for her dad, him leaving her on that island was his way of protecting his daughter, protecting his, his own heart from experiencing her dying in front of him because you don't know what happened if he saw his wife die, if, um, someone came and killed her and we, you know, he finds her. We, we, we don't know exactly like how he found out that his wife is dead. Um, so I think that it was just that that was his way of protecting his loved one. Um, and like he did give her that option to applaud her basically and reward her for finding him again. But then he's like, OK, now you can't like love on me because now you need to go your own way because it's dangerous for you. But yeah, he still shows these parental instincts where he's like, oh, and Zoila is, is coming after you. You need to let me know. You need to let me take care of it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because he just told her, don't come looking for me. But then he retracted it and said, oh, if someone's bothering you. Come and tell me because I'll take care of it because they don't know that you're my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just... Like, to me, it's like, like he just can't seem to let go of those paternal instincts um, as much as he, like, tries to be the big bad, you know, dad. You know, like, I'm going to push you away over here. You're still my daughter, and I'll still make sure that you're cared for, sort of, you know. Because then you learn that this whole entire time he's been sending west of the island to make sure that he buys her her gems that she's dragging up 
to make sure that he's providing for her food, right? You know, so yeah. some sort of currency. So technically, did she get off the island all on her own? No, she didn't because um, she may have been wise with, with her money, but that money wasn't even her money that she earned on her own. It was earned from her father, not knowing that mm-hmm. it was earned from her father. And the ship that she got off of the island with, that was her dad's ship. It was a ghost ship, you know, <laughs> like all of these things. So it's like, I, I think that Saint has those loving dad qualities that he just cannot leave her alone, even though he says he's going to. I think he says he's going to for the simple fact that, you know, no one else is going to hear him when he does. It. <laughs> so he like has to keep everything like super hush hush to talk to her. So I definitely, I, I, I definitely think that there's going to be more growth of Saint in the next book. And I think we're going to see more of his story. Oh, for sure. Especially since it ends with like his trusted servant is now on his enemy's boat, Clove. Uh-huh, like, who was supposed to be dead. Yeah. Who's did he say have... he was dead? Yes. Did Saint say he was a... dead? Yes. Or did he say uh-huh. he's no longer with me? Oh, well, okay. But, but he fell into the water after he saved her. I must so not have read Clove, that too carefully. So Clove was the one who had carried her off the ship to the little like thingy ship, <laughs> you know, um, to get back to her. And he like falls into the water after. And it, it says that he like, like doesn't make it till morning or whatever. So I'm curious what happened now that you say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the exact wording, because maybe it was put in there and I just missed it. But I don't know. But yeah, when I, I saw know. him come back on the page, I was like, oh, he's alive. How was he alive? Yeah, I, I wasn't was I, I wasn't expecting that at all. So that was not predictable. No, the ending was not predictable. No. Um, in well, in I knew that, that aspect. You yeah, know, they, I knew that. You know, they're not, they're not going to make it in the last fight, right? You know, they're not going to be successful <laughs> no um, and then I knew that Zola was going to capture her I mean that was pretty obvious because West has said that he loves her so now she has to be taken because that's rule number four or five the main rule mm-hmm. so but I mean I wasn't upset that it was predictable it's fine well no because I wasn't because I, I was uh, okay with it <laughs> yeah yeah it was fine so do you have any predictions about what you think happened to the mom? Oh, I think it's something to do with that sea dragon thing, man. I really do. I feel like because she was on that specific island, Bastion, right? Is it Bastion? Mm. Yeah. Bastion? I feel like we're mixing up the Bastion. Criers. Bastion. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it has something to do with that because she's able to read um, like the the tones of the gems and she's able to distinguish that and i'm literally like well that's not something that that's taught to you that's something that's inherited right like that's like mm-hmm. something specific to her bloodline um so i'm curious <laughs> uh if my prediction is correct that i think the some her mom somehow fell captive to the sea dragon 
of some sort. I think there's some under like mystical workings happening or that Zola has her mom in, cap in, in captivity or her mom died in captivity with Zola because she had cap she was um, working with him and then she moved into working with Saint. Yeah. So. Well, um, I mean, I, so when she, when Fable first dives off of West, the Marigold West ship, she can sense stuff. That's not humans can't do that. So yeah, there's something supernatural there. And also, if I'm not mistaken, we never saw the mom's body. And yeah, my whole theory it. is no body, no daddy. So she may yeah. not even be dead. And mm -hmm. Saint may not even know that. He might just think she's dead, but maybe she's still alive. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because I mean, it, here's here's my thing. When they go diving into uh, the remains of the Lark, right? Am I thinking that that's the ship's name? Yeah. yeah. Um, the remains of it, you would think that there would be human bones down there, right? That mm -hmm. she would see human bones, and I don't think they reference that at all. No. So, I don't think her body was down there. I really, I think something else happened to her and we just are in the assumption that she died in the storm or maybe her dad thought that she actually did die to the storm, you know, yeah. or she was taken through this big giant storm. That's like guarding this. Like it almost reminds me of like the Bermuda triangle that they have to like navigate it like perfectly or else you will sink your ship and then you're out of luck, Chuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wonder if it's like something supernatural that happens in that area because he's been hoarding his treasure there for a while or hoard, like that. I'm sorry, not hoarding his treasure, but that's like the quickest way for him to get from point A to point B. And so he was only that it was able to navigate the, nar the narrows. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And because the yeah. mom, I think it's because the mom was able to like do something with the storm. Yeah, I think so. Because she was, she's one of the, oh, what are they called? But she's always up by the mast. Like, that's where she was all the time. Just like Willow. Mm -hmm. Like, up, up, yeah. up, up. Mastic. Up, up high. <laughs> Another thing, because um, I looked up the name Isolt. And so, Isolt is, did you look her name up? No, they tell me her name, though. Okay, so there, and I think this is a real story. I can't. I can't remember the specifics, but it's um, Isolt was betrothed to the king and the king sent somebody, I don't know if it was a brother or a cousin or something, to go get her. And they accidentally drank um, a love potion and they fell in love. And so she married the, the guy who came to get her instead of the king. And so you don't give a character name Isolt unless there's a reason for it. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering if she was like betrothed to Zola and mm -hmm. she fell in love with saint and he's just like uh no or maybe it was the other way around or something i don't know but that name has weight to it so mm -hmm. it could be that too like and she's not dead and maybe she's maybe she's in it with zola and he's like hey i want my she's like go get my daughter and maybe she's a bad guy who knows i don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or fable carries some part of her mother like with her that we didn't know about you know 
because it always talks about, you know, how her mother used to sing to her and tell her all of these tales, which by the way, fables name means story, you know, like, so she's like a child derived or not derived, but um, yeah, derived from stories. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. given all these lists of things that she's supposed to follow. She can, she loves the the way that the sea feels like it feels like home to her. And it, she just feels like she's lulled to sleep on the, the, the ship and all this other stuff. Like it's just, there's this weird um, flow of these little itty bitty stories like mixed in to this own story. So um, I I don't think her mom's dead. I really don't. I feel like no. something, she was captured by something or she was taken over by her powers or, or something. You know, maybe she belongs <laughs> to the sea. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But that was something for me that I was, I was looking forward to uh, reading that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the only other thing is the romance with, and this is what I was saying in the spoiler-free edition. It's like, he tells, the romance is a very slow burn. There is no like longing looks. There's a couple of little looks, um, but she's kind of thinking that maybe Willa, him and Willa had something going on, but turns out they're brother and sister. And so that helps her out with her desire, if you will. Um, so it was when they were diving to the lark and he kissed her. I was just like, I was a little underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I, uh, and it came like at 90% of the book. So for the whole book, you're like, um, hello, when are they going to kiss already? Like, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did but like see- he had this little conversation with her when they came up and he's like, like look, you can stay, or this is before they went down to the dive. He's like, you can stay on this ship. But he, in so many words, he was like, I can't love you. So stop looking at me, lady. Like, I was like, I appreciate, I like that. I was like, okay, cool. Maturity. But see, I really did like it because to me, it was like, it was finally a romance where he could keep it in his pants. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I found that refreshing because it's like, you know, that's not, romances don't start that way you know what I mean like like it is usually a slow burn or it is like finally they paid attention to me finally I got their attention you know um but I really did like the the slow burn romance I did like West as a character and I'm always like you know when he kept like staring at her longingly I'm like oh he likes her there's no getting around it I mean she's a gorgeous girl cover telling you everything like she's not some ugly girl um because because at first you don't see her like looking at herself in a mirror because she has yet to see what she looks like. <laughs> um, and she sees that she's like, oh, that's just like my mother. Um, that was a pretty a pretty woman. So why wouldn't her daughter be? Um, but I do I when they did kiss, I was like, okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. So it wasn't like shooting stars all over the place, but mm-hmm. I was okay with it finally they kiss because I would have been upset and they wouldn't have kissed and, and oh, yeah. we would have had to wait until the second book I hate that and like just come on because now I'm just waiting for this romance to just happen and then I feel like I'm going to be let down with the outcome you know so mm-hmm. <sighs> I also like the little it this is I feel like this is a little bit of a writer's trick is that it's not like even if they were to kind of like hook up early on in the book they wasn't insta love because he's known her for four years like he goes and docks and meets with her all the time so 
And so I think that's kind of a trick that Adrian Young used to be like, well, it's not insta love because he's known her for four years. So mm-hmm. but you can't, say, can't come though, But he did, yeah. But he did say, though, that he did start to fall in love with her. Yeah. Um, Because he was wanting to go back. He's like, I didn't have to, but I would, like, hustle butt to get back here to make sure you were okay. You know? So it's like mm-hmm. his connection to her wasn't like, oh, you saved my life. Let me love you. It was like... <laughs> They actually established a relationship and she deemed him safe enough to get onto his ship in the first place. Yeah, well, he was the only man that she felt she felt safe with because he never yeah. tried to attack her or steal her stuff. He actually fed her because he was buying her stuff, unbeknownst to her, but still. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I, um, did I did like um so when their um ship gets like like the sails get slashed my heart just broke because i'm like in the realm of pirates having (laughs) having your sails slashed is like the end of the line for you because it takes a lot of money to repair them um so the fact that like paj and um asked how do you say his name austere austere because i Mm want to say aster um there were a little like romance and they're like oh yeah so and so he he helped him get off the island and then he was promised to make sure that he always repaid a debt when we needed it and this guy is like hustling butt to repay her the sale as they're like pulling out of the docks i was dying dying it was it was so good it was so good um but yeah and i really enjoyed the themes of the book that was something that uh that made me happy um because it wasn't just like she's got to get back to her dad it was a whole slew of things mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i think that that's all i've got um for that one i think yeah me too do you have anything I'm else <laughs> no i think we covered it so our next podcast we're going to be doing on the chosen ones, correct? Yes. For with Veronica Roth, which that'll be an interesting one. <laughs> have you finished? I did. I did. So you guys yeah. will have to stay tuned for our talk on that one. What else are we doing? The betrothed. Betrothed comes out in four days. All right. So here's what's up. Um, I have figured out Well, I didn't figure it out. I'm pretty sure it's not a secret. But if you do Audible and you read because, you know, you technically get two credits a month and then so you only or one credit a month or something like that. I think I might get two because I'm a prime member, um, which I think is garbage that you pay $15 for one audiobook like who what who can only listen to one audiobook in a month uh-huh. like that's ridiculous I, I listened to six this month come on so but <laughs> I have learned that if you return the book you get your credit back so I have been doing that an infinite amount of times so I am just chugging those audiobooks out man and I am not gonna Ooh. read the patrol I'm gonna listen to it because do you know what the rating is on Goodreads right now no which means means it is going to be shitty and oh my god fluffy shitty as you say god Uh, 
So I'm going to be listening to that garbage. I'm not taking my time to read that at all. Yeah, no, it'll, but you know, (laughs) she's got pretty books, man. (laughs) Okay. I I do. I love this dress. I would wear it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, her covers are beautiful, but. They are, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Did you read Aurora Rising? Uh, That's on my to read list. Ah. Aurora Burning comes out next week, too, but you didn't read Aurora Rising. Oh, well, maybe I need to hustle butt on some audio. I think you need to hustle butt. (laughs) I think so. All right. Well, then, now we've got our books, you guys, so you guys all need to stay tuned. We've got Chosen Ones, we've got The Betrothed, and then I need to hustle butt on this Aurora Rising. Yep. So then, because then you got to read *The Royal Rising*, then you got to read *The Royal Burning*, and those books is thick. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> they're like five hundred pages. So yeah, but they're quick though. They're quick reads. Well, the first one was quick. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. No worries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our discussion and rating of Fable by Adrian Young. We highly recommend if you have Edelweiss, access to Edelweiss, I recommend you check it out um, or ask the publisher for a free copy. It is worth the read. And thank you for joining us and we will catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.